if you were a government that was trying to kidnap aliens in order to force them to build you a, a, a large number of robot sex toys, wouldn't yeah. the perfect time to do it be when everyone's inside? That's true. That's true. Hello, everyone, all eight of you. All eight people who, for some reason, have decided to listen to this. Yeah, all the, the friendly masochists out there. Um, hello, welcome to the second recording of the Laurie and Mike show, is the name we're going with at the moment. Yeah, it's a work in progress. It might change in two weeks' time, but that's what we're going with now. But what won't change is the quality that you have come to expect. <laughs> <laughs> the, the commitment to professionalism and all, all the good stuff that we're bringing to you. Um, yeah, you're welcome. I, do, I like that. You don't want to set their hopes too high. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today we're, it's the, the 15th of, I, I, I can't do months. What month are we in? May now. Yeah, I have to count on my fingers. January, February, March, April. Okay, um, May. Uh, it, it, it's not very sunny here, but that's fine. We're inside. In my head, anyway. In my head, it's still March. Like we still haven't moved past so March. Stood still after lockdown started. Yeah, like I, I don't remember when the lockdown came into full effect. Although I do remember on the day that they announced it um we were talking to matthew's brother and we were trying to sneakily get him to fly out to us so he can come and stay with us and then two hours later they announced the lockdown um but that that just seems like it was three months ago but it's still march it's it's a weird weird time i can't quite remember when it was i think it won't be long before we're all just used to the new way of life and so we'll just talk about the before times uh, and, and back in the long ago before yeah. lockdown when we could go out people used to touch each other and i <laughs> could go in a weird direction um, and sometimes they weren't even arrested for it mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes they arrested for it <laughs> sometimes they wanted to be touched and so people touched them a lot of people are talking at the moment about um like how how we may end up with PTSD after this, which yeah. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure how you can. Like yes, um, <laughs> that, that might be completely ignorant of me, but I mean, we've just had how many weeks has it been now of just? I, I genuinely have trouble, unless <laughs> um, for me just being bad with dates and uh, times. When you're self-employed, you you kind of yeah weeks and weekends, but. Um, PTSD is one of those it's kind of like OCD where there is a serious clinical definition and diagnosis mm-hmm. but everyone seems to have it Yeah, and anyone yeah. can say oh um, I, I've, have, I've got PTSD because of corona or because I was in a, a, a I, I ran my bicycle into a bush yeah kind of thing. Um, I think mean, more like they just have an aversion to something whereas you've got people who have kind of gone through torture and um, horrific acts of violence or natural disasters who just must be stood there thinking, oh yeah, that sounds that sounds real bad, how are you? Yeah. So with, with OCD, it, 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 anyone who says, oh, I'm so OCD about that, 
I can't help but think, if you actually had OCD, I don't think you'd be making jokes about it. No, I don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. No, no one says, oh, yeah, I, I've, I've, I've got cancer from that. Actually, some people do, don't they? They, they do, say, yeah. Oh, that gave me cancer. That gave me diabetes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> usually it's when they see something really bad or something really uh, terrible or cringy. So, for example, one of my topics today is so bad, I don't think it will give anyone any um, permanent disease or illness. Mm, or PTSD, it, yeah. It will, I, I don't know, it's definitely cringy enough that you will remember it waking up in a sweat in two years' time. Um, <laughs> and trying to strangle your loved ones um, <laughs> not to make light of PTSD or any other um, mental health issue that anyone would have just that's just my disclaimer that I'm getting on a t-shirt so I don't have to keep saying it mm-hmm. uh, so before um, we get um, blacklisted by everyone um, Lorena you I yeah. believe, have the first topic for us today uh, and we've as part of the learning experience we've learned not to let michael ramble on um before we get into the topics because it ends up just being offensive or bad <laughs> so, straight straight into the first topic we'll try to not get sidetracked um but also the word um i didn't realize that this is something that i used five times in every single sentence I spoke so I'm making an incredibly conscious effort to not say the word um anymore yeah, I've, I've forgotten about that I, see that's the kind of trauma that just I'm not saying um um damn it. <laughs> that's the kind of trauma that I just suppressed uh, yeah damn it Listen. But I think this is this is something that's going to stick with me um, because um, when I, I'm sure I mentioned this last week, but when I had my big girl job, I had to talk on the phone, um, speak on the phone with people all the time, um, and my my boss at the time basically pointed out that I laugh when I get nervous and so that's just something that's been constantly on my mind now Uh, whenever I whenever I get nervous I always watch out for that laugh on calls and it's true it does happen but I think it just makes me all the more charming I don't think it's something that he (laughs) should have had to repress so now the word um is going to be that other thing targeted self-censorship exactly we're repressing the um it's not going to happen anymore so yeah. Um, yes, my topic. So uh, this is something that could be potentially contentious. Oh. I firmly believe that starters are the best part of a meal. So I am not a particularly, um, I don't have a particular big sweet tooth i think that's right. the term for it yes yeah although i do i do i do love sweets but if you take me to a restaurant i'm it's definitely going to pick up a, a starter over a dessert right and so i was thinking in my head which cuisine or offers the best starters it doesn't have to be a super obscure dish um that you uh, i mean a, a, a super incredibly traditional dish that you managed to try when you were out finding yourself um, on your gap year somewhere in the middle of nowhere it can just be something that's offered um, just in a in a generic 
restaurant of that cuisine. Um, and so my personal opinion is that I don't want to restrict it to Thai, but maybe Thai and Japanese for me offer right. the best starters. And I say that because satay chicken is fantastic. Gyozas are incredible. Who's he was? Gyozas, Japanese gyozas. You know, the little dumplings usually it's 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 like a a soft a soft dumpling which you usually dip into a very tasty um it's usually like a soy sauce mixed with like coriander Uh, and chilies so good uh, so good i was um talking to my husband about this and he's got he's got several opinions but he really likes Indian he says Indian starters are the best starters for him okay so what uh, what do you do you do you have a particularly uh, you you I get the uh, making the assumption that you're not a person who like actively enjoys I don't know why but actively enjoys going out to lots of different (laughs) restaurants and trying lots of different starters I tried to put that in a really nice way but it just wasn't going to happen you you, you can just say antisocial and uncultured Uh, not uncultured not uncultured (laughs) at all but definitely antisocial I'm not a fan of restaurants in general um and on, on a slight tangent, I was watching a video uh, with... Uh, was it the video that. that I sent you about no, it, the it, it bouncing the, puppy? The no, bouncing right, okay. Puppy, um, you don't live on the street, you just want something to eat. Bounce, bounce, puppy um, <laughs> song. No, it was a video of a lady from the US called Candace Owens. Um, right. Who I'm quite a big fan of. And she was interviewing her husband. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually, I, I was saying to my wife, it reminded me of yourself and Matthew. Um, right. But with different accents. So she's got a very American accent. He's got a very English accents. But they, they, they yeah, yeah they're, they're an interesting couple. I think they'll make it. But they only, they, apparently they only dated for like two weeks, which is a bit sudden for me, but who am I to judge? Anyway. And, they, um, and then they got married? And then they, yeah. Well, then they got engaged. Oh, okay. The engagement was a bit longer. So... My first thought was, ah, green card. But uh, so, so he, he, he's English, she's American. And he uh, has a very posh English voice. So I'm assuming most of our listeners are English um, or from Britain. Um, we allow Welsh people and Scottish people in here as well. Um, damn it. Okay, so uh, he says restaurant, which is how I, I pronounce it how I do. Um, yeah. Rest or rond, how mm-hmm. it's kind of spelt. Uh, he pronounces it with a silent T, which I assume is how the, it's meant to be pronounced, it being, I assume, a French word. Um, so he says restaurant. But, but you, you, kind of, you can hear the T a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, It's subtly uh, implied. Yes, uh, it, it's an implied T. Mm-hmm. So uh, aside from my confusion and amazement at how posh people are going to hide T's in places, the... I don't think you need to be posh to do that. I think a lot of people from Stoke also hide their teas. 
Well, I think they hide half the letters in, in the word most of the time anyway. <laughs> um, where was I? Okay, so so, so I, I, I pronounce it restaurant. That's so to me it is a um a location that you go to for food. It's not much different than a cafeteria or a drive through or a um where else do you go for food? Soup kitchen. Right. The, so the fact that you have to sit there with other people, if anything, I, I would say that restaurants should pay you to go there. So uh, it's the I'm sitting not. with other people that yeah. you're not a fan of. No, so if you want to get a a, a taxi and you have to mm-hmm. share it with five people, mm-hmm. you don't expect to pay the full amount. No, that's true. If you're on a plane and you want more space, you pay more and you sit at the front of the plane and you get to give all the people who are walking past a bit of a, a bit of a ha ha ha. Yeah. I'm going to the this, this sky restaurant. Um, yeah, so you're paying more for the privilege of not being near people. And this is a fundamental principle of humanity. We mm-hmm. enjoy being away from everyone else. Yes, that's true. Unless there's something wrong with you. So for centuries, we've been paying, <laughs> well, millennia even, we've been paying money or trades or services or trading our bodies for the opportunity to be a little bit further away from everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's how humanity works. So the idea of going to a restaurant, especially restaurants where they just cram everyone in and you can hear everyone else and then there's noise all the time and it's warm. And nine times out of ten, you're not even there with someone that you really want to be there with. It's some obligation that you're there for. And, yeah, it's not great. So I do have to say the only benefit is usually the quality of food in a restaurant is most of the time pretty decent. Although the last four out of five restaurants that I've been to, the quality was below the standard I would expect in order for me to get out of bed. Yeah. Okay. Um, what kind of what kind of food um were you having at this restaurant? I'm not asking well, what restaurant um because well, of I, th- I think we have to define restaurants. So all these cases, the only time that I really go out to eat is either um an anniversary. Mm-hmm. We don't even really do birthdays in our house. We'll we'll have something in the house, an anniversary, or if my wife's family are coming to visit because mm-hmm. they're coming from abroad. So we'll put a bit more effort in and we'll um, go somewhere re- reasonably nice. And, and there are a few places close by to where we live that are very nice. the The issue is when we go over to the Netherlands, where Emma's from, we don't. We're staying with her grandparents, so we can't just start cooking and, and making a mess and, yeah. and making food for ourselves and not making it for other people, so it just becomes awkward. So we tend to eat out more when we're there. So in in these last four or five cases, it's all been in the Netherlands. And okay. the question there becomes, how do we differentiate a restaurant from a, a cafe or mm. a bistro kind of thing? So cafes, even though you're often close together than other people, I have more respect for than restaurants because the, the, they're they're just slinging out food there that's fine Mm. um so the last uh, cuisine i went for in a proper restaurant would have been japanese nice 
which was a, a nice sushi kind of place in um, Nykak in the Netherlands. Um, I forgot what it's called. Yo, no, it's not Yoshishi. That's over here. It's it's, it's got a, an interesting name. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, you go in and it's very dark and it's quite spacious. They allow kids in there, which I don't like, but still. Um, and you, you go in, you're sat down and you have this card. And on the Michael, card, aren't you just about to have a kid? Well, yeah, but I won't take them to restaurants. <laughs> No, that's fair enough. I just wanted to wind they, you up. <laughs> they, they, they've, got, they, they've got to learn the basic terms of um, uh, proper behaviour and etiquette before they're allowed out of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, you, you go and you get this card, and on the card it's got starters, it's got all sorts of food on it, uh, and you basically just tick what you want, and then they take it away, and then they bring it back, and you're allowed so many depending on how much you want to pay. Emma had to explain it to me. It's a bit complicated. But once you get into it, it's quite a fun system, and I can easily see how people are, spending a lot more money in there than they would if they just did um, a la carte kind of, I want this, 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 this mm. uh, situation. So when you were on about the, the, the Japanese starters, I thought, ooh, maybe I've heard of some of these. Now, I know satay chicken, which is disgusting because satay is peanut-based. Um, yep. You're not a fan of peanuts? It has no place in any kind of warm food whatsoever. <laughs> peanut should be in a bowl. Okay. Um, so I, I, I am very inexperienced when it comes to restaurant dining and starters especially because i usually skip the starter i usually go straight for the main and then i have a dessert because i do have a big sweet tooth so i completely disagree with everything that you said at the start of this um this topic <laughs> so in, in terms of which offers the best it's probably easier for me to just list the ones that i know right um, so basically you have your chicken right yeah. There's not much difference, really, is that you've got chicken wings, you can have different kinds of them. You've got chicken skewers and you've got chicken nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it's chicken. Um, yeah. Which is fine. Nothing inherently wrong with that. Um, what other starters are there? What, what, what are some Italian starters? Because I like Italian food, but I can't. Bruschetta. Bruschetta is a great Italian Which starter. Which the bread? Yeah, so usually will be like um, a, a slice of uh, or, or a roll of a baguette, uh-huh. um, and it'll usually be lightly toasted. And on it, you'll have um, like tomatoes, a little bit of salt, some coriander, um, and all of this other deliciousness that they put on top of it. Right. So it's so just it, like it's a, a bit of toast. <laughs> It is, <laughs> but it's very tasty toast. Uh-huh. Um, what's the... Uh, this is really showing my ignorance of, of, of fine dining, considering I was at one point going to become a cook, um, <laughs> which is a whole different story. The What's the one where it's, it's very thin pieces of meat? Prosciutto. Yes, that's the one. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Why? Just, just have a thick piece of meat. I, I heard that once. I, I went to, uh, it was for your wedding. We were staying in this very fancy, <laughs> uh, so I blame you. I hold you personally liable for this. Okay. Very fancy apartment, not apartment, um, resort, um, wonderful amenities. Um, and they had these restaurants and they had proper sit down restaurants you could go to. It wasn't just like a buffet type thing. They didn't have the buffet thing, and I quite like that. But anyway, so they had this Italian place. And so I like Italian food, I'm a big fan of pasta. Um, and so we, we went in, we sat down, lovely white tablecloths everywhere. Oh, very posh. Very nice. Uh, I, I even wore trousers. Um, <laughs> so we, we, we go in and I have a look at the food and I think, right. And do I want 
this is again my ignorance. Uh, do I want something with uh, meatballs, maybe, or, mm. or maybe some, you know, the, the standard kind of spag ball? Yeah. Uh, if if I can just channel my inner Wolverhampton, um, and I, we got that, and you could get the the thin little limp bits of meat with some yeah. cheese and some lettuce, and way too much. Uh, what do you call it? The stuff you put on lettuce. Dressing? Dressing, that's the one. Because you do, yeah. You can't just call it sauce because that's, that's not civilized. Um uh, or, or you could have lasagna. Mm-hmm. Or you could have a bunch of other stuff that I didn't really like the look up. Um, but all the meat was veal. Oh no. No, I I, I I'm not that strongly morally against veal. I, I will eat it. Um because I've never had it before. But it was all veal. So you had these these tiny little slithers of cold veal. Oh no! With lettuce and some of this stuff. And I don't want to make um, any stereotypical assumptions about the Dominican people. Right? Maybe they should have got some people from Italy to come <laughs> and cook the Italian food, because <laughs> all the other food we had stuff that anyone can cook like burgers and pizzas and and chips and and i'm trying to think you you'd probably know better than i did did i eat anything particularly dominican while i was there what what is dominican food um is it what what is dominican food so dominican food is if you ask about the staple it would usually be rice white rice with um kidney beans which will be cooked in a sauce um and a side of meat that's what they call the dominican flag it's pretty much what everybody has for lunch um so thinking back to our wedding i think depending on what you chose to eat no you wouldn't have had anything i think just thinking about myself i have no idea what i ate that day um there is a thing called ceviche, which I don't I've think you would have that. tried, um, which is a lot of um, raw fish. No, I would not try that. No. Um, but I think that was that was pretty much it. Bearing in mind yeah. that we had a lot of people obviously flying out, not just from the UK, but also Ireland, we just really wanted to make sure that not there was stuff was. on the menu that they could <laughs> eat. Um, but there was a point you made um that i'm trying to think back to oh yes um the the restaurants in the hotel in the dominican um yes. we also stayed in a very nice hotel for our honeymoon and we one of the one of the restaurants was a japanese restaurant and we were okay. both very excited about this um unfortunately um there was a fire an electrical fire at our hotel Not the first which one meant, of your wedding um, no 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 so there were two fires in the duration of us being in the dominican um the first one happened at the hotel where we were well where we had our wedding um and the place where we were supposed to have our reception um, burnt down due to an electrical fire in the middle of the night. Um, apparently, it was quite spectacular. Um, and then there was a second fire at our honeymoon hotel. Um, I don't think this is something that happens often, but it's a testament to um, the electrical 
safety standards of the Dominican more than anything else. But um, please go, it's a lovely country. Um, but we were very excited about this Japanese restaurant. And it just happened that it was going to be open for about three days before we had to head back home. Um, and so we put in a reservation to go in and you went in and over on the right there was a kind of buffet style table set up with lots of different it was basically just sushi and you could line up and you can get your sushi and then you sat down um at what they call the teppanyaki tables which yes, is yeah, yeah um <clears throat> sorry with the big um kind of frying thing in big the hot. middle exactly you put your hands on yeah um and out came and i feel i feel like i'm entitled to say this i i doubt anybody who's dominican is listening to this anyway so that makes me the authority that's, that's anyway the only country that we're, that we're actually um publicizing this in all right great <laughs> oh well hello everyone um so these four uh dominican chefs came in in their mm-hmm. traditional um japanese chef right. clothing yes. um and they started putting on a show for us and it was okay. really great uh, it was a lot of banging the utensils on this metal plate mm-hmm. and a lot of throwing them around and things like that um but so, unsurprisingly unsurprisingly and again knowing dominican culture there was a slight racist overtone to the whole thing <laughs> where they were speaking in well they were speaking in spanish and yes. then attempted to speak in english with an obvious i suppose what would be kind of mock chinese accent um right, yes. but they were trying Dropping to pass off as japanese yeah, oh, exactly okay. it was um i mean it was the entire situation was funny the food was great it was really really nice it probably wasn't typical japanese food the sushi was also quite nice but um it it was just so it just really hit home um that the dominican is exactly as that like the culture is always going to remain unchanged about these yes. things we're, we're going <laughs> to set up a japanese restaurant reached, uh, yeah exactly oh no not at all um i, yeah. I do have to admit taking it away from restaurants uh it, it is definitely an interesting culture so we, we in, in the place we stayed for the actual uh ceremony the hotel there, they had the TV with satellite and stuff. So I'd already been exposed to the telenovela um, yeah. craze, which was amazing. Um, but then they had one where they had um, a young gentleman and a woman with an absolutely ginormous ass. Oh, yeah. Um, like, you know how they say that um, if elephants were our size, they wouldn't be able to support their own body weight yeah or something to that effect it's kind of the same um, principle but just in terms of how physically she shouldn't be able to move or yeah. do anything other than maybe collapse in on herself uh, like um, a black hole but anyway so th- th- this massive woman i thought it was a news show because there was like there was a desk and everything and they had these backgrounds and it, it, it looked like a a mid-budget kind of new show uh, that yeah. only people who like that channel would watch really 
and then they just start dancing. <laughs> so, the, 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 but they're dancing in a way that you get the impression you're meant to dance with them. They're kind of, right. I, I couldn't understand it. It was in, it was in Spanish, um, but they're kind of dancing to the left and then dancing to the right and then doing it in a way that professional dancers wouldn't do. Like yeah. someone who's trying to show you the audience how to do it, kind of a, like a, a fitness type thing. Yeah. But it was just that. And I, I sat transfixed for about 15 minutes while they did it. And it, then it stopped. No, no kind of um, thank you for watching us dance kind of thing. It, it just stopped. They just stood still. And then the show ended. Yeah, this is, this I, is a I, pretty... What, what was that? This is a pretty fundamental element of Latin American television. I won't just say Dominican television. Um, and it's, it's something that um, amazes me every single time. So I, um, my grandma lives in the United States, in Miami specifically. And so she's still quite, she's still very attached to her Dominican culture, obviously. And in a place like Miami, it's not difficult to find other people yes. who are all Dominican um, and who share the same culture that you do. So you you almost live in almost, although you're living in the United States, you're living in this kind of tiny, exactly, Dominican. this this bubble of, well, my neighbor across the road, she's, she's currently, she's best friends with this lady who also lives in the same complex and they're both Dominican. So they they know um, the places that they mention whenever they yes, go back and yeah. visit family and things like that. And so they still watch um, Latin American TV because it's it's catered for somewhere like Miami. Um, and it's it's this is a pretty like fundamental element. And I do remember when I was young and you were watching kind of Saturday morning television. It would always end with about five girls maybe early 20s with massive asses just dancing dancing information and then that would be the close of the show and you just go on about your day just, <laughs> um, just accepting everything that you just see <laughs> yeah exactly and then the evening television would close out the same way it's just that the women would be wearing slightly less clothing than they were in the morning um and and that was that was kind of the watershed Oh, they're wearing okay. so maybe they're dancing in a bikini instead. You, you can tell what time of day it is by what they're wearing. Exactly, but the amount of clothing that they have in their bodies, and <laughs> it's—I mean, I know we're laughing about it. It's a serious issue. <laughs> it's yes. something that should definitely stop. Um, but it's just so typical in Latin American television when they'll just have um, a, 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 a female TV host who just looks like. Yeah, a, a lot of men's dreams basically maybe she's not very good at speaking to the camera or she can't carry carry a new oh. story at all but you know she looks great so that's i'm not exactly sure how we got sidetracked from um, starters yeah, we, we, we to yeah so, latin so, american so, so, television it, it back to starters um i don't think i have a favorite my my my, my uncivilized brain says the best starter pragmatically <laughs> is just bread Okay. Which I know many people won't consider a starter because it's meant to be a side to go with, but they give it you before the main meal in a lot of restaurants. Yeah. Um, I would say that bread is is the best starter. Okay. 
Yeah, um, an exciting and interesting kind of guy. I completely disagree, but that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I can just that's take what they sit over here. This is what just everything I'm against. Um, <laughs> but Michael, um, you mentioned that you had some poetry. I do. You wanted to discuss. I, I and to I'm very excited about this. A, a bit of background on this. So okay. So we, I, I've I've run out of stuff to watch on Netflix and the other streaming services. Um, so we're in the process of rewatching Psych for the twentieth time. Which, for those of you who don't know, is a very good TV show. You should go and, and give it a try. Um, but I've been watching a lot of YouTube now. Up until about six months ago, I hated YouTube with a, a very fierce kind of vengeance. I thought it was absolute trash. Um, but I started watching it, and they had some very specific stuff, very niche things I was interested in. They had a lot of stuff about woodworking, a lot of stuff I'm, about... I'm still oh. in that hate stage. So if there's <laughs> anything that you can let me know about how to maybe customize the YouTube experience... I think that's the key. Um, for myself. Please let me know. We're both fairly savvy, especially yourself, on how the algorithms work as much as any layman um, can be who doesn't work at Google. Mm. But, um, I, I got suggested a lot of stuff that was just not relevant. And when you go through into the categories, so we watched a video about cats, uh, cute cats doing something, which everyone on YouTube watches. I know that's kind of like the meme that you cute mm. cat videos. Um, but then it had a category called kittens. So we went to that category and it's all trash. Everything in there, trash. Everything that's popular on YouTube seems to be trash. But there is a lot of stuff that's from non-popular sources. Um, so I'd say uh, hobby stuff, woodworking, Warhammer, um, electronics, that kind of stuff. Things that you can just sit and kind of veg out to a little bit. And then there's this one guy called Elvis the Alien, who is quite an interesting chap. He does commentary videos. So then I got introduced to this world of commentary. What the hell is this? It's basically people on YouTube talking about other people on YouTube. Right. It's massive. There's this whole kind of network of it. Um, but he tends to do silly and absurd things. And he was doing a... Uh, video on someone called Morgs, M-O-R-G-Z. Okay. It was basically a 12-year-old who got a camera and made a YouTube channel, but his parents are really into it, and he just screams and shouts really enthusiastically and energetically. It's very annoying, but he's 12. Right. Um, but then I realized this video is very old. So he came up again, um, and it was uh, a video of him doing some raps, so he, he now looks a bit older, like 17, 18, I don't know. I can't tell how old people are. But anyway, he's done some raps, some diss tracks, I believe they're called. Um, right. And he's done them against his mom. <laughs> so I, yeah, I thought, uh, so, so I, I, I watched it, and it, it was one of those scenarios where you really know you shouldn't be watching something and that there is no value, but it's the same as eating a tub of ice cream. You you know you shouldn't, and that there is no real nutritional value to this, and you're just wasting your time, and you can regret it later. But you keep doing it. You can't stop. You can't stop. Yeah, it, it's the, the car crash. The 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 what the hell is this kind of moment? So I've decided. Obviously, I'm I'm not a rapper. I retired many years ago, um, but this pinnacle of lyrical um, ingenuity can easily be just be seen as poetry which in effect is right. it's just poetry everything's on a very clear kind of stanza basis uh, nice clean rhyming couplets most of the time so it's not a particularly difficult thing to convert into just a poem so i'm going to read you 
um, some of the, the, the lines from this, <laughs> just to see what you feel. So there's, there's two that I can find lyrics for. Um, one is called The End of Mum. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, That's dark. Yes, it, it, it could be. <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll leave you to do your own kind of um, reading into to what the meaning behind this could be. Um, oh, dear God. <laughs> so we'll, we'll go for the first one. The first one, I believe, is End of Mum. I think that was the first one that he did. Okay. Um, I could be wrong because there's no real ability to tell any logic or common sense. <laughs> so, <clears throat> the End of Mum lyrics by Morgs. And I, I'm reading this verbatim, so I don't know if they've transcribed it using his... Uh, how they've transcribed it, if they try to mm. make it sound more sensible. Um, okay. And I, and I know I'm appearing a little disrespectful right now. Team Mum thinking they can take Morgs down. It's like a goldfish thinking they can take down a shark. Shut up. Ha ha ha. <laughs> That's the intro. Okay. See, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's meant to be take down a shark. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Um, but they're just going with ha ha ha. So, okay. Preverse. Yo. I ain't a rapper, but let's face it. I. This <laughs> is the first time I've actually read this. Um, but let's face it. I could literally eat the mic. And it would still sound better than anything mum can do. <laughs> mum can do? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Why would he not go with write? He, he, it would uh, still sound better than anything mum could write. Okay, no, fair yeah, enough. Okay, no. Um, verse. I made your channel and you call yourself a queen. Oh. Everybody knows she's just salty because I'm richer at 16. Ha ha ha. Oh, okay. That's a legitimate rhyme and it carries the narrative. So, yeah, um, yeah. What does concern me is it's just got intro, pre verse, verse, and outro. Oh, very short. Yeah. No chorus or anything. <laughs> um, okay, but, but, but outro. Okay. That's all she's getting. Subscribe right now. For the second verse, as always, I've been Morgs. Peace out. And you better freaking believe it. <laughs> You, oh, that's a little bit okay. Um, so, so actually, a line you, know. you better freaking believe it. Yes, that, that, that's in the lyrics. <laughs> um, thoughts, right? Okay, thoughts. Um, do sharks actively want to take down goldfish? Well, that's an interesting question. See, goldfish are goldfish are freshwater fish. Yeah, I didn't think didn't think they even lived in the same jealous. environment. Yeah, so, same as how some wild animals sometimes are very aggressive towards tamer or domesticated animals. It's, mm. It could be out of a, a place of jealousy or almost you've betrayed our kind by becoming a puppet of the humans and living in your glass bowl kind of thing. Yeah, having um, the easy life. Um, but also, so he acknowledges that he's not a rapper, and I think yes, we can all agree comment. with that. Yeah. Um, but he could literally eat the mic. Mm. 
Now, yeah. I don't know if that's a phrase that's used in God, I sound like an Oreo right now. Um, I don't know if that's that's something that used frequently in rapping. Is that a thing? Eating you're, the you're mic? You're not up to date on modern <laughs> rapping phraseology. No. I've I've slipped. You slipped. I I think excluding Hamilton, the last rap that I actually enjoyed was uh, De La Soul, <laughs> which is showing oh. um, for, for, for I don't even know whether anyone would, any young person would know De La Soul nowadays. I don't know who they, they are. They did three. It's the magic number. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> a bunch of other stuff. They, they, they did one that I really like that's about phone. Oh, no, actually, um, who is it that did um, Wish? Um, oh, what's his name? Skinner. Who is it? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a boy. Um, I wish I had a girl. If I did, I would call her. I have no who, who idea. Who is that? Whoever that person is, I like that. You like that? Uh, I like that song. Really. The the last the last one I listened to was the bouncing puppy. <laughs> yes, the puppy bouncing uh, in the box. I, I apologize. That that was technically the last uh, rap, song which I only that. discovered today. And also, I just want to let you know that there is an entire album of to be. doggy songs. <laughs> no. Um, the the next one on my list was the I can't remember what it's called. It's something about walking his dog, um, but I haven't managed to get all the way through it. Uh, but the that's bouncing just, puppy was uh, the last rap I listened to. That's just given me um, PTSD now because that's just reminded me of I had an album when I was young. I think my first CD I ever got, and it was Smurfs Go Pop. <laughs> um, and it had a song on it. Um, that it's meant to be a smurf, but it's got like this really fake kind of angry Rasta voice. Um, wow. And the lyrics go something along the lines of, I've got a little puppy, puppy and he lives in my house. I don't remember what comes after <laughs> that. But it's just it's really good. I've got a little puppy and he lives in my house. <laughs> Amazing. That, that, that's just in my head now. Thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> so, so, so wait, wait, wait. Eating uh, the mic. Oh, that was eating it. The mic. That, that sounds like it could be something that's legitimately used. Um, in maybe that's why you then spit fire because you mm. like and the electrical cables have kind of short circuited your teeth and then you're spitting fire and then you're spitting fire. Yeah, that could be it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm I apologize in advance for my ignorance if eating the mic is a is a genuine term to symbolize being really good at rapping, but I mean, he then followed it up with what was the line but it's better than anything my mum can do yes which is is really a bit of a letdown yeah but also but, like your mum gave birth to you like that's pretty significant I, I you wouldn't believe, be here otherwise I, I believe from my understanding that she's in on all this and she has profited quite a bit from her involvement i thought you were um, gonna say that he's adopted <laughs> <laughs> well you never know um not that i'm insinuating that at all but, but, but when you were criticizing his rhyming Mm-hmm. There's something. Speaking of Hamilton, there's there's a line or two in that, like will come to me at some point, where mm-hmm. he has a very obvious opportunity to rhyme something, and he does. No, it's not Hamilton. It's um, that film with the snow lady, um, Frozen. Okay. Um, uh, let it go. Let it go. I am one with the wind, and you'd think she'd say snow, Sky? but she says. Oh. Rain sky. sky or something, yeah, yeah. Um, it was like you had a perfectly 
perfectly good opportunity there to to get an an early rhyme in, but you sacrificed mm. it for your later rhyme. Right? Rhyme, that yeah. Just disappoints me in that whole thing. The, everything else I, I, I was fine with, but that just uh, I wasn't able to suspend my disbelief. <laughs> and the whole thing for me. Um, so so on that, not as quite as much of an Oedipus um, vibe as I was worried we were going to get. Yeah. Um, so that, that's the first one I found the the end of mum. Oh yeah, you're right. There's another one you did yes, say. There, there, there is. So this one. Um, now this one is referencing another diss track. So I assume this came three years later, as it okay. says. So I think this is the most up to date. Unfortunately, the lyrics aren't quite as well transcribed, and there's like a big um, Instagram post in the middle of it. But I'll try and get around that. And I can't tell where one stanza ends and one uh, begins. Okay. So I'm just going to work on the assumption of wherever the rhyming couplets are. Okay. For where they're on. So, <laughs> dear mom, firstly notice transition from mum to mom. So it's a lot more formal now. Yeah. And then diss track brackets and then morgues. Mm. Three years ago, which is capitalized for some reason, I made a diss track on mum. Was only joking, was just for fun. But I'm not holding back no more. Gonna shoot you down like a gun. Sorry, continue. 50 years old, but you look 80. You're not cool. You're an old lady. You're weak and your muscles are achy. Maybe try electrotherapy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, so I think that may be two sons as well. I couldn't quite figure out. I, I, I assume it's after the 50 years old, but you look 80 is where the new one. Mm-hmm. So it, a lot more aggressive this time. It, 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 there's some kind of resentment bubbling under the surface there, I think. Um, got no money in your pocket, scrolling past the giant Instagram advert. Your face, make me want to vomit. Call yourself big... <laughs> Call yourself Big Jill the Rapper. The only bars that you've got is chocolate. (laughs) So I I think pocket and chocolate are meant to rhyme there. Okay. But pocket also rhymes with vomit. So he's gone for like a a, a two, one, whatever it is. Um, Okay. Old lady thinks she can battle me without glasses, can't even see. This vid is your funeral, and I've got a front row seat. Your bars are weak like styrofoam. <laughs> you don't even know how to use a phone. <laughs> uh, so that's twice he's put down her bars, which I, I'm guessing is, is lyrics. Uh, mm-hmm. Bars of music. Um, you need to put down the mic and head to a retirement home. I made your channel, you know it's true. I'm the only reason that you grew. But after oh. this, your channel's done. And I'll take all the revenue. <laughs> oh, revenue and grew are meant to be the rhyming. Yeah, a couple of that. Okay. And I'll take all the revenue. Um, age 15, I was richer. Now check the bank. Six figure. You grow quick. I grow strong. I grow quicker. You grow quick, okay. I grow quicker. You're the student, I'm the teacher. Mm. Okay, so that's he, not bad. Yeah, I'm the one pulling the trigger. Oh my god! 
Uh, remember, this is him talking to his mother. Uh, I'm the one pulling the trigger. Don't say morgues. Call me mister. You I was really worried oh. about what that word was going to be. Continue, sorry. <laughs> you asked for this. Don't be bitter. In this battle, I'm the victor. Mm. Oh, God, it goes on. Um, or, or can I just say that all I can think of when he says, don't call me more, just call me mister, is the, I, I can't remember what film it is, but for when he goes, um, call me Mr. Tibbs which yeah. I'll find out what that's a reference to. Okay. <laughs> so what's that? You thought I was done? Tissing you is too much fun. Mm. After this, I'll call you Jill, because you'll no longer be my mum. Oh. Yeah. It's taken a very serious turn. Yeah, Shut sad. up saying that you're the queen. <laughs> so fat broke the washing machine. Uh, that's the first edible... Um, flag i think yeah um and, and your face is so monstrous don't need a mask on halloween your vids are a crime you can't even rhyme i made your channel i can kill it anytime to me you're an afterthought my bars are fire <laughs> <laughs> and then finally the last three lines for some reason baking hot here's something that you forgot you're living in the house that I bought. Ooh. Yeah. Shit. So some pretty nasty. Uh, definitely a lot more aggressive than the last one. I mean, this one was better than the last one. Mm. Little bit lengthy, but I felt like every single um, verse added something. Um, but yeah, the last one, you're living in the house that I bought. This is grateful. Yeah. It is ungrateful. Mm. So, I feel like at 15, I might have turned around and said, no, that's that's entirely justified. He bought the house. Yes. Um, but in, in, in later age, I will now say, she still gave birth to you, you dick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, continue. So, so, so I, I think that's it. But it, it brings up the same kind of topics uh, there's obviously some insecurity from him um insulting his mother but but in terms of a piece of art mm -hmm. uh, how does it inspire you what does it what does it evoke what does it evoke um it's definitely humorous mm -hmm. it's it's definitely entertaining i i would say that it's a piece of art i mean okay. it's 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 awful and I think what pisses me off the most is the fact that there's a well he said he was 16 when he was richer than his mum in the last in the first round but now it's 15 so the bar seems to be moving it, maybe he's understanding more about his parents income um and taxes yes, he's getting a little bit more understanding so now he knows um that he was richer at 15 but what pisses me off the most is that a 15 year old is richer than his parents based <laughs> on shouting in youtube videos I'm, i've never seen any of his videos i really the, don't want to diss him the, it, he could be an incredibly wholesome guy um but i think 
<laughs> regardless of, of whether it's him or any other 15-year-old, I think that's what bothers me the most, that there are 15-year-olds making money on YouTube, more money than I'm making, and they're making it on YouTube um, yes, by but, dissing uh, their mum. <laughs> Entering uh, rap battles with their mum. With their mum. <laughs> yes, it's... Um... It, it would be interesting to to know what the rap fraternity uh, make of this. Mm. I really want to hear her raps. Uh, she we... has done some. I, I I can pull them up. Um, I, I I did listen to one, but it was I don't want to say explicitly painful, mm. but it wasn't good. Let me could see we can could we continue this as like a segment a, a for segment. Yes. for next time uh, where I, well I've just pulled up and I think I kind of have to say it. Okay, go on. Um, it, it's not a long one. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, if I was going to do a very stereotypical um, person who knows nothing about rap is going to rap, yeah, I w- I would say my name is Michael and I'm here to say mm-hmm. I'm gonna rap all day. Kind yeah. of thing, kind of my name is so yeah. it starts out right on form here mm. my name's Big Jill and I'm the best 3 million subs because I never rest mm. I wear Gucci because I'm super rich and if you don't like me I'll throw you in a ditch <laughs> <laughs> already better than um, Morgz is yep. Um, I may be 55, but I look 20. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I don't need money because I've got plenty. Yeah. If you're a hater, go away! Exclamation mark. Or I'll come and find you and it won't be to play. Oh. Yeah. Big Jill. Big Jill. You, you don't want to mess with um, Big Jill. So, now that you've been appropriately exposed to the world of Big Jill and Morks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Any, any final comments on this this, this topic? I, I think we've we've had, had enough of this. <laughs> I don't want to talk about him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sad um, now. I, I'm, I'm interested, interested in finding out more about Big Jill. Um, yes. I, 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 I'm, I'm interested in, more. in specifically finding out if she is big enough to destroy a washing machine. And if so, well, why would she be sitting on the washing machine? She's not a large lady, and and oh, okay. Do, do you do you not know why she might be sitting on the washing machine? I I mean I do. Okay. But will her son know why well, she I, might I, be sitting on know. the washing machine? Um, anyway. Yes. Um. So she, she she's not a large lady. I would say. Um. Looking at this this picture of her in a pink tracksuit. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, um, <laughs> but 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 not a large lady. So I, I think it's just Morgs being a bit mean spirited. Whereas hers was very much about um, bigging herself up and her um, money. And, and yeah, yeah and it, it, what you kind of that's kind of stereotypical boasting that you would expect in rap. Mm. His, his is definitely a, a, an appropriately named diss track. Um, so we, we'll just have to keep an eye and see how this unfurls in the future. It's, Hopefully, it's there'll developed. be no drive bys. Um, Hopefully it was three years ago, and then we've got a lot of material to kind of yes. <laughs> review um, before next time. But um, I think, as we did last week, I, I do just want to close off um, 
with but and and I, and I really hope that this becomes a regular thing um with our inspirational quote generator which is to give appropriate credit called inspirobot inspirobot okay. yep the url is spirobot.me.me um and i think i've found a good one for today so again to paint an, a picture of of the the background um behind the quote it's men uh, a men a men uh, many amen. men <laughs> it is <laughs> they need jesus um it is a man and a woman um the man is topless um oh, and okay. so is I think I think she's wearing a bra, but it's very much insinuated that they're about to get down. They're, they are lying on a bed. They are lying on a bed in a very compassionate embrace, right? Two very attractive looking humans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's all in black and white. Right? It's tasteful. It's tasteful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, superimposed on that are some white letters yes, which yes. say, forcing an alien to become your client. I'm calm and resolved. That's, that's, like, that's like mind bleach to get rid of all the moves. Yeah. It's all fresh now. Okay, sorry. Exactly. Um, forcing an alien. Forcing an alien to become your scientist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is an immoral problem. Ah. Forcing an alien to become your scientist is an immoral problem. Um, right. So that's your motivational. That yeah, that's your motivational quote for this week. I mean, but what it's saying to me mm. is that mm. clearly, so the man is on the top. So clearly, the woman is the scientist, which I'm, you know. Women can be scientists. Yeah, 50-50 by 2020. We're already in 2020. <laughs> um, and this is just how he treats his scientists. And clearly is, mm, yeah, the immoral problem is what I'm, what I'm having an issue yes. with. Yeah. Because the, the fact that it's a problem implies that there isn't a real solution. So yeah. it says to me that we've gotten to a situation where we have to enslave aliens to be our scientists because yeah. we don't have any alternative and it, it's kind of a, a quandary that we're in it's right. immoral and we know it but when yeah, they're this hot to, yeah <laughs> you have to <laughs> so, so the, the, the other question then is what kind of science is involved here i mean i think we all know what kind of science is involved here <laughs> I, I think this is actually a it, it, it's using the phrase alien Mm-hmm. But not in the extraterrestrial sense, but more so in just the sense of anything that's different. I thought you were going to um, say an illegal alien. Or illegal aliens. Mm. She doesn't, um, I mean, she doesn't look to be of any kind of distinctive ethnicity um, okay. other than just maybe European. But yeah. So yeah. either it's a condemnation of human trafficking, mm-hmm. which I think is very admirable. Um, yeah. Specifically, in this case, most likely Eastern European uh, human yeah. Or, this is just a, an or, it's the machines 
condemning us for our advances in the field of um, robotic yeah. sex partners. Right. I see. I so see. So what they're basically saying is you shouldn't enslave the, the alien, the strange, mm-hmm. uh, the, the machine that generated it is also a robot. So it's it's like, hey, that's my cousin. You got your hands on. Over there. <laughs> that is my child. <laughs> <laughs> and, um and so we shouldn't enslave them to do science. And as we already established, we think we know what kind of science we're on about here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the science are getting freaky. Yeah. Um, and, and that it is, it is immoral and it, it's, it's warning us not to go further down this road of building robotic um, cuddle friends. <laughs> cuddle friends. <laughs> yeah. That's my... That, that, that's my interpretation. That's your take it, on it. it. It's a cry for help and an attempt to to bring some sense of morality back into the discussion of of not can we build um, attractive humans and make them lion beds for our photos? Mm-hmm. Should we? Mm. I see. I see. Well, I'm I'm glad that I could um, bring this point of discussion to the table um i think it's quite fitting since supposedly it's ai that's generating all of these mm-hmm. um motivational quotes just off the back of um the kind of motivational quotes that we really like um and so yeah i think that is it from me i i, I think yeah I, I think everyone who's who's listening all eight people assuming they all come back um, maybe nine this week maybe nine have some serious thinking to do about what they're going to do um about the great injustice that is um robot porn yeah alien robot porn alien sorry yeah, i apologize yes um which let's face it the aliens are the only ones with the technology advanced enough at this stage to make it seem realistic yeah so, so I, think, yeah. I, I think that's it it's it's they've seen the damage that this this development has done to uh their society Mm. And they're trying to warn us um, as a developing society about to take our first steps on the the road of robot <laughs> junk um, to say, don't do it and don't kidnap our scientists to build your uh, robot sex toys. <laughs> well, I think I think we'll be safe for now. I think we're not going anywhere uh, yeah. until the government says so. Um, well, I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but if you were a government that was trying to kidnap aliens in order to force them to build you a, a, a large number of robot sex toys, wouldn't yeah. the perfect time to do it be when everyone's inside? That's true. Mm. That's true. And robot sex toys would be the perfect thing for them to build in order to kind of control the population and keep them entertained exactly. um, just, just, with something other than what's going on in the news cycle. It's, it's the modern day equivalent of the, the bread and circus approach. You yeah. Know, it's like, how can we keep people placated and, and get them to stay at home? Mm-hmm. Robot sex toys. Yes. And we'll get aliens to do it. Of course. We do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think if, if either Lorena or myself end up committing suicide in the next... <laughs> It's, it, it wasn't us. It was the government. They uh, found out that we know about their secret and they have tried to uh, silence us. But yep. for you, Alice, we that. will never be silent about such things or bad poetry or bread. Yeah, or bruschetta. Cool. <laughs>
Well, All thank right. you very much, Lorena. Thank um, you, Michael. Thank you to anyone who is still listening. I don't and know we'll why you do it. <laughs> you weird people. Um, and we'll hopefully see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.